This is Space 101.1 KMGP LPFM Magnuson Park. That sound can mean only one thing. That's right, time for another voyage exploring the past, present, and future of the old Oregon country. Come aboard and get set to ply the waters of the Pacific Northwest, metaphorical and otherwise, on another thrilling episode of Cascade of History. And now, stumbling out of the cluttered purser's office of the SS Columbia, here's your host, Felix Bonnell. Good evening and welcome. We're live in Parkland, Washington. <laughs> wow, look at that. Look at, look at the VU meters going over the, all over the map on that. We're live. It's a live broadcast of Cascade of History from Trinity Lutheran Church in Parkland, Washington. We're here talking about the Parkland School and the terrific community effort that's been underway for nearly two years now to save this wonderful old building and create a new asset, a new uh, treasure for the community. I'm Felix Bunnell. I'm the host of Cascade of History. This is our... I think our third live show where we've gone out on the road somewhere. We did one at the old Burgermaster in uh, Laurelhurst in Seattle last December, 13 months ago. We did sort of a surprise. We snuck in and did a live one from the parking lot of Memorial Stadium uh, last summer. And now here we are in Parkland down here in Pierce County. It's a wonderful part of the old Oregon country. If you listen to this show, you know that we cover history in Washington, Oregon, Idaho, British Columbia. We think it's all worth looking into that history of the old Oregon country. And I especially love community efforts to save old buildings, to build community by preserving the architectural environment. And boy, you couldn't find a better place to do that than here in Parkland, Washington. Right on. So we have a number of guests. We've got, uh, we've got people who went to Parkland School. We've got musical entertainment from Murder of Crows that will be joining us for a couple of songs uh, later in the program. We've got a gentleman named Gunnar Johnson who did a fundraiser show on Friday night to raise money for saving Parkland School. We've got a gentleman from the Blue Zones uh, Parkland Spanaway Project talk to us. Great audience, probably what, I don't know, seven, eight hundred people here packed into this Lutheran church tonight. It sounds, yeah. There's, in spirit, it sounds like seven or eight hundred people. So I want to thank everybody for coming out on a Sunday night. I always thank our live, I do guests by phone, do interviews by phone. I always thank our guests for taking time out of their Sunday night to join me by telephone on the radio. But for you to be out of your homes and here at Trinity Lutheran Church, I really am grateful to you for doing that. And if you're within the sound of my voice, if you're near Parkland, you've got the next hour to still come in here. The doors are open. Come on in, get a Space 101.1 FM sticker, meet some of these other Parkland neighbors. Um, we are on this uh, radio station that's based out of the old Sandpoint Naval Air Station up at Magnuson Park in Seattle, Space 101.1 FM. Their website, space101fm.org. You can stream this show anywhere. Uh, you can get uh, all sorts of information about their great shows. In fact, coming up at 9 o'clock tonight, back at the studio, is Jay's Radio Hour. Jay's this, uh, this young kid who puts on these shows with these old 78 records. They play the actual 78s. Um, so stay tuned after this show at 9 o'clock. Jay's Radio Hour will be on. They've got loads of history, uh, pioneers of the 1890s, some Hawaiian records, a black marching band of the Great War, and some other records from the 1920s. That's coming up at 9 o'clock here on Space 101.1 FM. All right, that's an hour from now. We've got the next hour to focus on Parkland School. I want to introduce our first guests. This is uh, Wendy Freeman and Phil Edlin. Thanks for coming out tonight, guys. Hey, thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, and definitely when and each of you talk, definitely lean into that microphone. You kind of you got to kind of get see how about that's like that's good. How's like, that? That's good? very good. Yeah, right. let's give a round of applause for how wonderfully they're talking to the microphone. Yeah. <laughs> I I really hope that live sound is coming across. The sound of the audience is getting through the airwaves tonight because there is nothing better than being with an audience and knowing that this is going out over the airwaves, over the internet, and all around the world. People are tuned into this program. So anyway, I just I, I have to pinch myself. Okay, um, and now. Um, Wendy, what's your role in this whole Save the Parkland School project? Well, one of the things that I uh, love to do is communicate uh, in writing, and it takes a lot for me to do it. I'm a grant writer, and I got hooked with the idea of supporting the project with grants. In um, the history of this, uh, there were 24 of us that got together May in 2022. Uh, we'd never met each other before, but uh, Councilwoman Jenny Hitchin, um, 
had heard that there was a possibility that they might be taking the school down. And we were like, well, we didn't know about that. <laughs> and yeah, you know yeah. how communities are. And so we got together and we started having conversations. And I thought, oh, man, I know Department of Commerce channels funds for acquisition. And uh, we could certainly give that a go. And I, the, I have to tell you, the other 23 people sitting in the room were looking at me like, you're out of your mind. Wait, 23? Did you actually do a head count? <laughs> no, no you've, you've ruined This was theater of the mind. People tuned in thought we had hundreds of here. No, that's okay. No, no, no. I, I appreciate the accuracy and the transparency. And so we, we became an organization. Uh, we realized that we couldn't just be a group of people. We had to be a group of people that had an entity. Yeah. And so we went about the business of figuring out how to become a community association, Parkland Community Association, and we have to do the abbreviation not to be confused with Florida. Um, oh, so oh yeah, no why, kidding. That's yeah, why we have yeah. to do that. Um, so that, then, we be, then we got going, um, and we did start writing grants, and we have a grant from the Washington Trust for Historic Preservation. We had a grant from the National Trust for Historic Preservation. We're pending next week. We think we'll be hearing about a grant from the Landmark and Historic Preservation Commission here in Pierce County, that's and great. we're very excited. So, so that's kind of my role. Uh, was to, to help with that. Okay. Now we have a wonderful full-time permanent grant writer. Her name is Michelle. She's spectacular, Michelle Nelson, and her heart is really in it, and I'm really glad to have her on board. That's so. great. Well, thanks for coming on the show. Now, Phil, um, introduce yourself, and then tell us what Parkland School is. I don't want to go much farther, because I know a lot of people listen to the show who maybe haven't ever been to Parkland don't know that we've you've been on the show by phone at least a few times, I think, and we've talked about it, but give us a little primer on what Parkland School is and why it's worth saving. So Parkland School is the original elementary school in Parkland, and it was built in 1908 for the people of Parkland and added on to in 1928, and then the gymnasium, which if you've ever seen the movie Hoosiers, it looks very similar to that style of gymnasium in a Romanesque arch style of the windows. Um, that was built in 1937. And it was the main elementary school in this area until the 1950s when we had the baby boom. And even though the other schools use the same curriculum, there's a spirit and an ethos when you enter that building that is still felt today, if you walk through it, that had an, an, a profound effect on anyone that entered that building. That building was home to the beginning of uh, education careers for many people who are teachers today. And that continued on to really help improve education in this area and was the beginning of required music and arts classes in the everyday curriculum of the school. Is it not nice. optional? Nice. Now, uh, yeah, big round of applause. Yeah, I can clap. Yeah, let's see. That's what I want. I like people rolling in the aisles. And yeah, if you feel, feel the need to express yourself, please do so. It adds to the ambiance. Now, um, there's a big deadline coming up. Right? I don't want to get too far into the show before we give people... Uh, information about this deadline and how they can support Parkland School, like a radiothon. I mean, let's really hit yes. it hard. Pretend it's like Channel 9. We used to have to call 543-9999 to give uh, money to support Masterpiece Theater or whatever. So what it, tell, us, tell us about the, the imminent deadline. So we have a deadline of January 31st that is a great opportunity that PLU has given us because they want to see us have this building too. And they want to see the community step up and support this. Um, not so much in large financial dollars. Yes, we do need some large financial dollars, but they want to see participation because that's important whenever large donors do see an opportunity or grant funders see an opportunity. They want to know how many of the 40,000 residents, probably like 20,000 who are adults, have contributed financially at some level. It could be $5. It could be 10 um, Obviously, we do need larger donations as well because if we can deposit 500000 by... February 1st, so that means we need the donation in our bank account by, uh, by January 31st, which is Wednesday, then PLU will take $350,000 off the purchase price. <laughs> yes. So, so how, do, how do people contribute or how do people sign up for that and do that pledge or whatever that is they need to do? How do they do so it? So we actually need that in cash by the 31st. And you can do that by going to www.saveparklandschool.org. And there's a link that says how to donate. Yes, we still do need pledges because what this will do for us, if we hit this, the building is ours. And PLU, in addition to that, even though we haven't raised the full $2.85 million, they will give us an interest-free loan for up to two years to be able to repay the remaining amounts. Okay. That's great. And 
Again, for people who maybe are tuning in and don't know where Parkland is or why Parkland is here, what is the what? Why is the why is Parkland School here? Why is PLU here? What's the where are we? I guess we're east of Tacoma, right? Yes, we're south, just south of the city limits of Tacoma, and we're also just west of Puyallup. Okay. And so we're um, Parkland School is at the intersection of State Route Seven uh, Pacific Avenue, which is the main five lane highway. And school sits right on the corner, right in the downtown core. So people always say, well, I know I've entered Parkland when I see Parkland School. Because you get off the freeway from 512 and you see a bunch of strip malls and a grocery store and little businesses. But when you hit 121st and Pacific at that traffic light, the school sits prominently on the corner. And I think you referred to it as the Space Needle of Parkland. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm glad that's (laughs) catching on. It it is the Space Needle of Parkland. I like that. (laughs) All right. All right, so um, now, well, Wendy, you have a story you want to share with us, I think, right? This is some sort of a recollection or a ghost story, is that? Oh, what this is okay. wonderful. Okay. We have a person who graduated in the 1960s from the school. Her name is Cheryl Stitch, and she was not able to be here tonight. Um, she's out in the Quilcene area, and she wanted us to share this story because anyone that went anywhere near the school in the 1960s would know about this story. So I'm going to do my best to do it justice. Okay, are you ready? (laughs) That's what I want to be sure to know. This is a good audience. This is going to be scary. What are you guys doing next Sunday night? (laughs) Hey, we're with you. (laughs) Okay, A Close Encounter with Green Mist by Cheryl Stitch, Parkland Elementary School, 1961 to 1967. I'm scared. Why don't we go down the main stairs to get to the cafeteria? My friend questioned as we stood in front of the double doors that led to the gymnasium. Don't be such a scaredy cat. Going through here is faster. Her eyes narrowed. I don't know about that, but I don't want to be late to lunch, so let's just go. We heaved open the heavy doors and cautiously stepped through the doorway, pausing for a moment. The sound of the doors closing and sealing us into the silent space sent a shiver down my spine. Well, we're committed now. It knows we're here. We gathered our courage and ventured through the tunnel between the bleachers until we arrived at the edge of the gymnasium floor. We paused for a moment, our eyes adjusting to the dimly lit room looming in front of us. The silence was remarkably different from the usual hubbub when the gym was packed with students participating in sports, PE class, assemblies, or plays and band practice, which took place in the theater on the opposite side of the room. Turning to our left, we hugged the towering front wall of the bleachers as we bravely followed the map that wrapped around the perimeter of the gym. My teacher's voices were swirling in my head warning us not to stray off the covering which protected the immaculate floor from the scuffs of kid shoes. Just keep looking straight ahead. Stay right behind me. Okay, my friend whispered back, her trembling voice betraying her nervousness. Walking single file, she was so close behind me I could feel her breath. We turned right at the corner of the gym and took several steps. Suddenly, I noticed my friend was no longer directly behind me. I whirled around. Oh no, she was facing the bleachers, pointing to the top right corner near the ceiling and gasping, there it is. Why, yes, there it is. I answered slowly, looking up, trying to remain calm. What felt like an eternity, feet frozen to the floor, we stared in silence at the green mist monster. It didn't move. It was always lurking in the same location. A soft, green, glowing light floating in the dark corner watching us. My heart was beating so rapidly I felt like it was going to explode. There's nothing to be afraid of. It can't hurt us. There's nothing to be afraid of. It can't hurt us. I uttered unconvincingly as I turned toward my friend. She jerked around, her eyes as big as saucers, saying, I told you we should have taken the main stairs. I peered back up at the green mist. What was it? What did it want? Even though I was pretty sure it could not get to us, I accepted that I was absolutely terrified and I didn't want to wait to see. All right, I yelped, let's get out of here. My friend and I shrieked, clasped hands, and all warnings dissolved as we darted across the pristine floor to the double doors at the other end. 
Shoving the doors open, we exited the gym and did not stop until we got to the back stairs and burst into the cafeteria, which was full of kids and adults. Whew. Safety at last. As far as I know, none of us at Parkland Elementary ever figured out what caused the green mist. Or maybe we didn't want to know, as we love to tell the stories of our adventures. I thought it was created by the reflection of the green exit sign above the double doors on the opposite side of the gym until a classmate recently pointed out that he had seen the green mist when the sign was not lit. Oh boy. All us kids knew it was there. Ask anyone who attended Parkland Elementary in the 1960s. Although there was another route to the cafeteria, we must have relished that feeling of being scared out of our wits. I'm thrilled that so many people are helping to save Parkland Elementary School so the building and the legend of Green Mist can live on. If we are able to save the gym, go see for yourself if you dare. So, so is, that a, is that a thing? Is, that, is the Green Mist? Raise your hand or actually call out if you, know, or if you see the, saw the Green Mist yourself. Okay, we're getting some. Getting some in, so he's, okay, so it's a thing. All right. Well, that's a great way to start off the story. That's, that's a great way to inspire contributions. And again, tell me the website. Let's see, ha hammer the website home one more time. Where do people go to, to, to contribute? SaveParklandSchool.org. Very good. All right, we're live on Cascade of History on Space 101.1 FM. We're live at, in Parkland. Actually, behind me, there's a curtain. So we're, in the, we're in kind of a big uh, Thompson Hall, which is the, sort of the great room here at Trinity Lutheran Church. And there's at one end, there's a, uh, there's a curtain. I think there's probably a stage back there. We're kind of out in the middle of the room with the chairs at an angle. But if you could run through that brick wall like the coyote did or like a cartoon character, you would see Parkland School right through that wall. It's right behind us, probably a couple hundred yards that way. We're exactly across the street from the school, yeah, right across the, C Street. We're yeah. the closest place you could do a live radio show from and not be outside in the, in the weather. So anyway, it's, we're, it's, I feel it with us. And hearing the, the green mist described, I feel like it was just right over there, right? That's very cool. All right. Well, um, Wendy and Phil, um, let's thank you guys for joining us tonight and helping put this whole show together. It's Wendy and Phil helped put the whole thing together here tonight. Thanks. Uh, thank you, Felix. Yep. Let's have uh, Mr. Hester. Is James Hester. You're a new. Did you ever see the cure? Come have, take a seat here with the microphone here. So what's your connection to this whole Parkland School project here? Well, I grew up about uh, five blocks from here and okay. attended Parkland School, and I was in the last sixth grade class before the building was sold to PLU. Okay. Now, I don't um, want to date you or age you, but what, uh, what year would that have been that you were in sixth grade? That would have been 81, okay. 1981. Did you, did you know you were the last class when that happened? Yes, and I actually spoke at the school board meeting where it was being discussed. The sale was being discussed. When you were and 12 or 13, you got up yeah, and Yeah, it was said, about 11, I 11, think, okay. and unfortunately, I wasn't very persuasive, evidently, but um, I gave it my best shot. Why did you feel at that, I mean, it's a pretty young age to go speak at a school board meeting. Yeah. Why did you feel it was worth getting up and saying something? I think, as was shared before, uh, even as a young kid, uh, you knew that there was something special about Parkland School when we would go to other schools in the district to, for games or uh, practices at other, in other schools throughout the district. You just realized there was something, even, even as a young child, that was unique about the characteristics of the building, and it was called Parkland School. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the other elementary schools in the district had other names that really had no meaning to us, but we went to Parkland, and we knew that that was cool. And the, the reference earlier to the gym, uh, and I've played a lot of basketball in that gym sometimes when I wasn't supposed to, when we <laughs> snuck into the building. Um, but, yeah, you just you knew that there was something special about the character of the building and stories passed on by relatives and things about going to school there. I had um, my, my dad and then uh, five aunts and uncles as well that grew up in the area. So, Did your dad go to the school as well? Yes. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. So what was that like? Do you ever walk through the halls with your dad and like sort of, do you ever, do you ever tell stories about when he went there and what it was like? Or was oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah I, and, and there were iconic teachers associated with the school yeah. um, that just, you know, just a lot of great history and memories of the school. Yeah. What would you like to see happen to it once, when it's preserved and saved? Well, I think even, even when I was a Parkland youth growing up here, um, there really was not a community center in the area, and yeah. there's still not. There's no Boys and Girls Club. There's no YMCA in Parkland. Yeah. So there's really not many places for youth to go and, and hang out and engage in positive activities, and um, that remains the case today. So anything that could be done to be an opportunity for youth to serve youth in the community, I think would be a, 
is really needed in our community, um, and I see that on you know on a daily basis working in the district now. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's just I, I would sneak into PLU growing up. That kind of became my de facto yeah. community center, youth center as a kid, and I don't I don't think they appreciated that uh, very much. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and it still happens to this day. But I'm just enormously grateful to everybody that's putting an effort to save the school. Yeah, well, uh, the um, yeah the the fact there's a need for some kind of a facility to house the kinds of things you're talking about, and the fact there's a school building that dates back to, what, 1908 is the earliest yeah. part of the building. Yeah. From Just from a purely from an environmental standpoint, it'd be much better to you know, restore something that's already existing rather than tear that down and fill the landfills up with it and just start from scratch. Yeah. Um, and, the, and that's, you know, that's, that's like an economical thing, but the fact there's this th- through line, this community through line, that that building's been there since 1908. Your dad went there. Lots of people's parents went there. And it's just this sort of, and it could be restored as a place that people can gather. And it, it was once public land, and it can be public land again, which is just, I mean, that's very cool. It's a very, it's a very it seems like a perfect project. So um, do you remember what you said when you addressed the school board when you were in sixth grade? You were in, what would your first, what would your voice sound like in sixth grade? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I, uh, I, I don't remember exactly what I said, but yeah. I think it was probably pretty similar to what I'm saying now. I don't think the message has really changed. It's, it's just an iconic landmark. I, I drive by the building every day on my way into work now, and I yeah. pass it several times during the day as I'm traveling from school to school in the district. And, I mean, the thought, you know, of passing that, that corner on 121st and Pacific and not seeing that school, it's just, you know, that's not okay, and it just can't happen. Right on. So, well, I appreciate you coming out tonight to share your memories. James Hester, and you, work, you said you work for the school district now. I do, yeah. yeah. I'm the deputy superintendent for the oh, district. Oh, wow. At right on. Yes. All right. Well, thanks for coming out. Thank you for being here. Nice to, really it. nice to meet you. you. Yeah, yeah. All right. That's James Hester, a, uh, the last sixth grade class of Parkland School back in 1981. Um, well, it's time for a little musical break with our musical guests. Murder of Crows, which are comprised of Elizabeth Johnson and Tim Hatch. I think for this song, you guys are going to, it's going to be T-Town Girl, just a little. Yeah, so. Oh, whoa, 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 hang on, let me get your microphones turned on, hang on. This song is about growing up in the music scene in Tacoma. My dad was a musician here and a lot of my friends as well. And so this song is kind of a rock and roll love letter to the Pacific Northwest, Tacoma, Seattle. And if so, if you listen to this song, almost every word that I say is a tip of the hat to either a band or a place in Tacoma or Seattle. So I hope you like it. All right. T-Town girl. Here we go. One, two, three, four. From the top of Tacoma to the valley below, I just can't wait for my next rock and roll show, cause I'm a T-Town girl. Rockin' Tacoma, I'm a T-Town girl. Playin' Seattle, I'm a T-Town girl. One, two, three, four. Well, you know, talk sheep to a sedated soul. You better go like Haley and rock and roll. Get your Jet City fix. This city, she's my home, cause I'm a T-Town girl. At the Jabba Jive, I'm a T-Town girl. At the airport tavern, I'm a T-Town girl. One, two, three, four. Don't call the fun police to raid the show. Take your walking papers and rock the T-Dome. Throw a temple dog, a mother of bone, cause I'm a T-Town girl. Hitting the bullseye, I'm a T-Town girl. Burning Hill's Kitchen, I'm a T-Town girl. I'm a Scotsman in Seattle here to steal the show. Don't smoke rock candy with a murderer crows. Playing all star jam. The Sun King knows I'm a Seattle man. Strutting Pioneer Square, I'm a Seattle man. The Phoenix burns on, I'm a Seattle man. At the Central Saloon, I'm a Seattle man.
Meet me at Legends at a half past ten. Rock you, Alice in Chains, and then hit the after hours and do it again, do it again, do it again. Yeah! From the top of Tacoma to the valley below, I just can't wait for my next rock and roll show cause I'm your T-Town girl. Hitting the bullseye, I'm your T-Town girl. Burning Hill's Kitchen, I'm your T-Town girl. I'm your T-Town girl. Thank you. Murder of Crows here live on Space 101.1 FM. We are live from Trinity Lutheran Church in Parkland in Pierce County uh, with the friends of Save Our Parkland School. We've got, we're here live till 9 o'clock. If you're anywhere in Parkland, come by the Trinity Lutheran Church. The door's unlocked. Come on in, get a free sticker, sit down, meet your other Parkland neighbors, and talk about how we're all working to try to save this wonderful old school for a terrific community. What's that? Whoa, all right, they're chanting now. That's great. I don't know if you can hear them. That's, that's great. Save Parkland. Try, try that again. Do that a few more times. Try that again. Save School. That's good. It sounds better than a Catholic Mass. Actually, I know we're in a Lutheran church, too. So anyway, all right. Um, let's see. Coming up next, we're going to talk to Nick Bierman. We've got a guest from uh, Sumner. Is Nick around? There he is. Come and join us here. So I came down to Pierce County. I figured I'd hear from one of the... Uh, Another nearby community preservation project. Um, this is uh, this is the Nick Beerman. You're with Save the people who are trying to save the Ryan House in Sumner. Yes, so I'm with the Friends of the Ryan House, which is a committee organized to save the Ryan House. We're part of the Sumner Historical Society, which is the 501c3 that we're under. Um, but yeah, we've been working to save the Ryan House from demolition. It's a historical building in downtown Sumner. It was the home of the first mayor. It was the Sumner Library, and it was the home of the Sumner Museum for a very long time. Uh, the building has been in existence for almost 150 years. But on September 18th this year, or this past year, 2023, the city council voted to demolish the building. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. That's great. It's so great having a live audience to boo along. I, I'm in my in my heart. I'm thinking I want to start booing and stuff. But now and you guys can do it for me. It's really nice. Um, that's the threat. The reason I wanted to have you on the show here, and an hour that's otherwise devoted to saving Parkland School, is this whole notion of number one, you're nearby, you're Pierce County, um, but also the Ryan House plays this role in the community that this Parkland School used to play and can once again play. And the circumstances are slightly different in that the Ryan House is still owned by the city of Sumner, and they're sort of, they're, you know, the circumstances are different. But the ultimate goal is the same, this notion of community, connecting community and preserving history to carry it forward into the next generation. It's not about the past, it's about the future. And it's about... Right, right. Yeah, okay, yeah, it's great. <laughs> Thanks. I, I just, I, I wrote all these lines in advance, these applause lines like this. I really appreciate you guys responding that way. But it's also um, in the day and age of, you know, chain stores and, you know, so many businesses that are either drying up because the, the business models are changing, to have publicly owned or community owned facilities that have some kind of thread of continuity. It's like, how else, how else we know what you, whether you're in Sumner or whether you're in Algona Pacific or whether you're in Parkland if you can't save the landmarks that have been there for, you know, more than a century, right? Isn't that? Okay. <laughs> Um, so what there's, I know you guys, there's a legal battle involved right now, right? So what's the next, what's the update on Save the Ryan House and where can people go to get more information if they want to participate somewhere, if they're, if they're in Pierce County or if they're in any, any part, any place anyone can hear my voice? Uh, well, I'll answer the, first or the second question first. So SumnerHistoricalSociety.com is the website, or is it .org? .com. It is .com. Say it so again. Say the full address one more time. SumnerHistoricalSociety.com. Okay. So it's all one word. And that is the website that has information about the history of Sumner and the importance of the Ryan House to the history of Sumner. And there's also information there where you can make donations, where you can uh, find out about events that we're going to be having. We're going to be having a spaghetti dinner benefit. I love it. Coming up <laughs> in February, so February 25th, 4.30 p.m. at Purdy's 
public That's house. not it's not Sunday at eight o'clock at night by any chance, is it? No, no, <laughs> okay, it's not, it's not at the same time. We could do as a the live spaghetti show. dinner radio show. We'll try that sometime. Maybe the next one. Anyway, can I, interu- I interrupt you. I'm sorry. Keep that going. would be fantastic. Okay. We would love to have it. Okay, happen. that'd be great. <laughs> yeah, um, but yes. Yeah, so that, that's that's where we are as far as organizing the fundraising mm-hmm. and the website. Then um, to get back to the first question, the first question in terms of the legal battle. There were two court cases that were ongoing. Both of them were brought forth by a group that's called Save Our Sumner, SOS. And one of the Ryan House uh, family, one of the Ryan family heirs, Nancy Ryan Dressel, who still lives in Sumner, uh, she helped organize the Save Our Sumner Committee, and they filed two lawsuits. One was uh, an action with the peer, uh, the... It was the uh, Growth Management Hearing Board in the Puget Sound region. Mm-hmm. And they're contesting in that lawsuit that the Ryan House was an anchor of the downtown part of Sumner mm-hmm. and it was included in the plan that the city mm-hmm. submitted to the Growth Management Hearing Board as part of their... Uh, I saw that plan. I think, isn't the Ryan House like on the front page? It's just like this is the key to our future. I mean, I'm not, I'm not even really exaggerating. It's like it's all over that plan. It's the star yeah. jewel of the city, yeah, yeah. and they had been presenting it as one of the most important mm. attractions in the town. Yeah, it was part of their Growth Management Act plan, and then suddenly they reversed course uh, over the summer last year and into the fall, and devoted to demolish it. Uh, which surprised a lot of people, took them off guard. Uh, so a lot of people are upset that this is this is happening. And then getting back to the, the legal court, the um, Growth Management Hearing Board received the uh, petition from the city to dismiss the case on the grounds that the group SOS had not been formed before the city decided to vote to demolish the building. <laughs> <laughs> so they said they had no legal standing. And they also argued that because the Ryan family heir, Nancy Ryan Dressel, decided to give her time to another person to speak on her behalf, but didn't legally document that hmm. or legally state that at the uh, hearing where, com- where citizens were allowed to speak before the, the city council that she had no standing as well. So the Growth Management Board decided to dismiss the case on, at the city's request. There was a process of appeal that would be costly and expensive, and the Save Our Sumner Committee decided not to appeal, mainly because of the reasoning that if the Pierce County Superior Court had said that the uh, Growth Management Hearing Board needed to revisit this case, and would send it, they would send it right back to the same place. Yeah. So they thought that it would just be going in circles. But okay. then there's another case in Pierce County Superior Court that will be held on March 11th coming up okay. uh, in just a couple of months. Okay. That case alleges that the demolition permit that was, uh, f- the demolition permit that was granted on the behalf of the city to the city did not follow the proper SEPA disclosures, the SEPA. State Uh, Environmental Policy Act, yeah. Yes, exactly, yeah. Okay. And it also alleges that because the Ryan House was part of the growth management plan for the city of Sumner, (laughs) that demolishing the Ryan House directly counteracts their plan and that in order to make changes to their plan, they would need to have more public input and more more hearings, more, uh, more opportunities for people to to decide if this is the direction they want the city to go in. All right. Well, keep us posted on that. The part I don't never understand about this is, I mean, in a day, again, as I say this phrase, day and age, when people are so busy and rarely have time to attend uh, meetings of whether it's city councils or county councils or school boards or whatever, when they do attend and they come up with a plan to do something and they get just, you know, rejected on um, technicalities, it kind of misses the whole point of harnessing the energy of a group of neighbors who want to volunteer their time to do something positive. So we wish you the best. A big round of applause for Nick Bierman. Give me, that, give me that web address one more time if people want to find out more about the Ryan House. Yeah, so it's www.sumnerhistoricalsociety.com. All one word. All, that's three words, but it's all together. <laughs> all together. Okay. 
I'm online. And we'll put links on the Cascade of History Facebook page as well. We'll have links for about the, um, the Parkland School as well. So thanks for joining us, Nick Bierman. Yeah. All right. All right. And let's, uh, I want to invite up um, the gentleman um, from uh, Tono Sablon from the Parkland Blue Zones. All right. So um, first of all, quick quick little word about what Blue Zones are and how this fits into this notion of the Parkland School maybe being a community center again someday. Yeah, well, just quickly, I would share the Blue Zones uh, Project Parkland Spanaway is a health and well-being initiative that serves the residents of Parkland and Spanaway. Mm -hmm. Because as many folks in this room know and new uh, listeners on your podcast should know, we have among the most disparate health outcomes of anywhere else in Pierce County. Uh, Folks who are born in our zip codes will live up to 10 years less Mm. than anywhere else in Pierce County, which informs this large investment that the county and uh, multi-care in Virginia Mason Franciscan Health have made uh, to health and well-being in Parkland and Spanaway. So I I could sit up here and we could spend a whole hour on it, Um, but one of the ways that folks in our communities get involved is through our walking groups or our reading groups Mm -hmm. or our cooking classes. And we have great partnerships that let us use their spaces in Parkland and Spanaway. Uh, But wouldn't it be great if we just had a dedicated space where we could do that 24-7-365? Yeah, Yeah, big round of applause. And and what I think is um, the Parkland School Group is in all these terrific cleanup events where I know a big part of longevity and health, it's not just, you know, exercise. It's actually knowing your neighbors and having, right. connecting, Woo! building friendships and community and stuff. So, I mean, this, they, these, this group is already building community in a way that I think seems like it's completely consistent with the goals of the whole Blue Zone project, too. So, Absolutely. Volunteerism has a huge part of health and well-being. And uh, if older folks probably know that uh, the day you retire can be among the most deadly. <laughs> because once you stop moving, oh, man. You, it, you know, you stop forever. And yeah. uh, that is just totally antithetical to the spirit of people who are from this community. Uh, that's why you have this many people to come out to an event on a Sunday night at 8 o'clock. Yes. Uh, it's not uncommon in Parkland. That's great. I mean, this is community. I, again, I, I live in Seattle. I don't have a community like this in my neighborhood where I live. Um, so I envy what you guys have here. This is very cool. This is very, very cool. So, um if people want to find out more information about what the project you're working on, was there a website, or how do people find out more information about the Blue Zone project? Yeah, they should go to parklandspanaway.bluezones.com, or you can Google Blue Zones Pro- Project Parkland Spanaway, and we're the first link that shows up. Right on. Tono Sablon, thanks for joining us on Cascade of History. Thank you. <laughs> save Parkland School. Yeah, save Parkland School. I, amen. Right on. All right, um, is Gunnar Johnson handy? Come on, join us. Uh, we're going to hear from the band in just a, m- a minute or two. We want to talk to Gunnar about a project he's been involved in, um, a theater project or a performance project that was actually, you guys did a fundraiser the other night for Parkland School. Tell, first of all, what, what, was, what was the show you did? Uh, well, uh, I run a production company with my friend and fellow PLU alum, Ian Lindhartson. And when I heard about the deadline, I was like, okay, well, now or never. <laughs> so And so we contacted the Rise and Shine Cabaret Cafe, and we pulled together a bunch of local talents uh, in just under a month uh, to put on the... <laughs> The founding of Peakton University, a not-so-historical <laughs> cabaret. <laughs> now, is this based at all on PLU, or is there any sort of a parody, or what's the... Is it any resemblance a- to institutions, <laughs> living or dead, is entirely coincidental. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what was it, I mean, was there like sort of music and dance and kind of sketches and stuff? Was this get recorded, or is it available to look at online? Anymore? There are assorted clips posted okay, okay. on Facebook, I believe. If you look up okay. the Rise and Shine Cabaret Cafe or okay. the Salty Siblings, that's a production company. Uh, I'm not trying to do self-plugs is just necessary no, no, information. No, that's good. No, I, I asked. I, yeah, no, I, it was, that, was, that was perfectly appropriate. Yeah, yeah. So why, so why do you care so much about, uh, about Parkland School? Well, I care a lot because I grew up here in Parkland on the, like, the Parkland-Spanaway border south of here. Mm-hmm. I went to school in the Parkland School Building when my high school leased it uh, between the years of 2013 uh. and I want to say 2019, 2020. Okay. Uh, I went there. I attended from my sophomore year to my senior year, 2013 to 2016, and I loved that building so Woo! much. <laughs> 
I get a lot of love for local history from my mom, who just like never missed an opportunity to point out, like, oh, look, that's a historical four square house, or uh, mm-hmm. oh, did you know like these trees are actually <laughs> native to this area and Douglas firs are not, uh, Gary Oaks. Uh, but I spent so much time, especially alone in that building, my senior year, like working in the gymnasium, I put on my own musical. For <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm seeing, I'm seeing a, I'm a seeing a theme, I'm seeing a theme or a pattern. Yeah, here. there's a recurring <laughs> pattern here. But like when you spend so much time in a space working on something you love and like the building just sort of helps provide that infrastructure to put on such a passion project like the way I like to put it we didn't occupy that space we inhabited that space and I know so many people I went to school with feel the same and it's it's used as a community center would do unfathomable good for this community because really what are we we're unincorporated Pierce County we really don't have a cultural identity. I grew up here for 24 years. I may live in Auburn now, but I'm coming back as soon as I can. But the community center would provide like a space for people to gather, people to build communities. Most of us in my neighborhood, we didn't know our neighbors because we were just keeping our heads low, working to stay alive. We had no community identity. We had no sense of community. Like the fact that we are all here, like fighting for this shows that like there is a need, there is a desire for community. We just need the infrastructure for it. And it is a, block that way from where we are sitting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just, and, um, yes. Just quickly, what's the interior of the building like? If you spent, oh. when you went to high school there, what's the interior like? Give us kind of a, uh, a picture for us. Beige, but that could be quickly remedied. <laughs> <laughs> uh, carpeted floors, you can see the, uh, I think they have the original like radiators going throughout the building. I spent a lot of time in the gym. We refurbished the gymnasium to look basically brand new and this was up to like a couple of years ago mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. there are videos on Facebook of the gym in its condition now and it looks the same as yeah, when I watched yeah. basketball and volleyball games there oh yeah there's stuff in the gym floor for setting up volleyball nets the basketball hoops are great the scoreboard is great the stage is pretty amazing it, it has an accordion curtain mm-hmm. not a cloth curtain mm-hmm. that could also be remedied if if want if need you could be. work that into the show. It could be like the accordion yes. curtain could be some part of a plot point. Maybe. Ooh, I don't you know. play the accordion yeah. as the accordion <laughs> yeah, opens and go. closes. All right. Now, are there any shows, other shows planned that, as fundraisers or any? What's what's next for your production company? Uh, as it present, might relate to Parkland School? At, at present, no. But we did raise approximately five hundred dollars right for oh, the that's community. Great. And uh, I would just like to take this moment to say like, I may have gotten the ball rolling, but truly the credit goes to my business partner, Ian Lynn Hartson, and those at the Rise and Shine Cabaret Cafe on Garfield Street. They've really right on. pulled these together. Right on. Great. Very good. All right, Gunnar Johnson, thanks for joining us on Cascade of History, talking about your big show the other night. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Wonderful. All right. Um, we're going to hear another song from Murder of Crows, Elizabeth Johnson and Tim Hash. But after that, I want to invite audience members up who might have memories they want to share about Parkland School. We have a special part of the show set aside to just get some you know, memories from people who might not have planned to speak, especially if you have something that you really want to share about why the school is meaningful, why it's worth investing in as a community and as individuals. So, all right, so that's going to be after our uh, next song coming up here for Murder of Crows. Let me get the music all, get the microphones all set right. One second here. So this next song we're going to do is called Home. I was uh, raised in this area and have worked on this block for 30 years. And so (laughs) this song, Home, it's by Magnetic, uh, the Magnetic Zeros, but uh, we're going to cover it for you because this is our home. All right. Whistle along if you know the song. Pumpkin pie, chocolate candy, Jesus Christ, ain't nothing please me more than you. Oh, home. let me come home. Home is wherever I'm with you. Oh, home. let me come home. Home is wherever I'm with you.
la 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 take me home mama i'm coming I'll follow you into the park, through the jungle, through the dark. Girl, I've never loved one like you. Hey! Moting boats and waterfalls, alleyways and payphone calls. I've been everywhere with hey. you. That's true. We'll laugh until we think we'll, we'll die. die. Barefoot on a summer night. night. Never could be sweeter than with you. Oh. In the streets we're running free Like it's only you and me Jeez, Jeez you're something, something to see Oh, home. let me come home Home is wherever I'm with you home. let me come home Home is wherever I'm with you La, 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 take me home. Daddy, I'm coming home. Home, let me come home. Home is wherever I'm with you. Home, let me come home. Home is when I'm alone with you. Oh, Alabama, Arkansas. I do love my ma and pa. Most and boats and waterfalls. Alleyways and payphone calls. Oh, home is when I'm alone with you. Oh, home is when I'm alone with you. Thank you. Thanks so much. Murder of Crows, Elizabeth Johnson and Tim Hatch. And they'll be here to close out the show in about, oh, six, seven minutes, something like that. We'll uh, send you off into the night with those guys. All right. Um, now, before the song, I asked if there's anybody who had a memory they wanted to share. And I see the people lining up now. No, come on. Now, be polite now. Don't, uh, don't uh, fight over that microphone. Does anybody want to come and share a story? Anybody? Oh, come on up. Go ahead and uh, sit right down there. First of all, introduce yourself so everyone knows who we're talking to. My name's Jenny Hitchin, and I'm a Parkland resident, but I'm also on the Pierce County Council. Wow, thanks for being here tonight. Yeah. So what's your memory, or what's your, what, what do you think about Parkland School? Um, so I'm one of those PLU students that attended education classes and then went and taught in unincorporated Pierce County and Bethel and then Tacoma um, School District. And um, it was just really powerful. It was a small school feel that really allowed educators to um, immerse themselves in how to be around kids. And they were classes like dance and um, how to teach PE, because when you're in elementary, you do all the things, um, and art and uh, just everything and it was such a phenomenal way to bring teachers that were experts in the classroom in our community into our small classrooms and then say okay you have a funky little space like this what would you do if I said you have to teach <laughs> art tomorrow and you could process and think and then you would go into schools in our community who had funky little classrooms and you would be prepared for that and it was a really great way um, to learn uh, in, in a situational awareness around how things work and are in our community and um, the gym was not as pretty when I was there but it was still just a uh, really fantastic thing and I also had the opportunity to teach kids we had a program mm -hmm. here um, for youth in Parkland who could come there after school and hang out and they PLU did like a I don't know who paid me somebody paid me 
uh, <laughs> to actually work with youth who came from our schools to just get you know something to do after school. They'd get done with their classes at James Sales, they'd get on a bus, and they would come over and they'd hang out with um, college students, and we had great relationships to just show mentorship and, and positive adults in kids' lives. Nice. And, you know, I said this earlier, um, in this day and age when people are so busy with other things like their jobs and their families and everything, that they can get together, this group, and do this kind of effort as volunteers to try to make their community better. I mean, you're on the Pierce County Council, right? Do you see this much in other parts of the county, groups like this organizing this way? You do, but they tend to be in cities, and it tends to be around a neighborhood or an issue, and so... Pierce County, unincorporated Pierce County, yeah. where we are in Parkland, you don't see it out here. Unless yeah. people are really, really angry. And th- that's the thing I love about this group is they were first <laughs> that they're angry. they're angry. Oh, you know. <laughs> but the yeah. thing is they turned that anger into we've got to do something and we have an opportunity. Yeah. And, and instead of staying angry, they got organized and they pulled people together and they grabbed people from across the country and started going, you went to, you went to Parkland school with me. 45 years ago, what are you doing in, I don't know, Florida or wherever you are? And yeah. like started calling their friends. It was like a reunion kind of through the internet and Facebook. So um, they've just done a really an amazing job pulling people together to try and save the building. Wouldn't it, yeah. I mean, <laughs> wouldn't it be great if every community was like Parkland in that regard, that they were that involved and that if they were angry, they could, they could sort of convert it into action rather than just stewing and everything? I think that'd be like, that would solve most of the problems we have I in, really in think the it would. 21st century. <laughs> um, well, th- th- terrific. Thanks for sharing your memory. Thanks for coming out to the broadcast yeah, tonight. It's nice to you. see you. Thanks for Make being sense? here. Thank you. All right, now who's next? How about the gentleman in the, in, the, in the cap back there in the back row? Come on, you, before the show began, I, I made a special pitch to ask you to come. You're, you're a Parkland graduate, right? Yep. Come, just tell us, just tell us, just, just for a minute, come on. <laughs> come on, come on, sit, here, get, sit down by the microphone here. Can you turn the lights all off? Exactly, you want to put a bag over your head, that'd be okay, yeah. Um, lean a little bit closer to the microphone there. Um, now, first of all, what's your name, sir? Uh, Dave. Dave. <laughs> like Prince or Madonna, you're Dave. Yeah. Okay, Just a um, Dave. Okay, so you went to Parkland School. Yeah. And what year did you graduate? Uh, I got out of there in '66. Uh, All right. And so, have you lived in Parkland since then, or? Um, I was born and raised in Parkland, but I uh, moved out for a while and then I came back. Okay. So why are you here tonight? Just to support the school, keep the school if they can uh, save it. These guys working hard for this. Um, it's a full time job. Yeah. Now, a lot of people tonight have said this school is sort of this magical place and all these incredible... Are they making that up, or is that true? <laughs> I never saw the green mist or whatever, <laughs> whatever they're talking about. You know, it was the 60s, so maybe, you know. Um, but no, the... Uh, I don't know. All I know is they're working really hard. Yeah. And uh, most people don't do that. And so you're back in Parkland after being away. Um, yeah. Is there something about Parkland that drew you back, or is, there, is it... Is it no, my, my mom and dad passed away, so I just yeah. took over their house, so yeah. I moved back. Is it different than you remember? <laughs> uh, we probably won't go into that. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's uh, way different. But, I mean, that's a good reason for Parkland School to be restored, right? Yeah. It's that continuity you know, exactly. with the past, because stuff's going to change. Yeah. There's stuff yeah. we can't control that's always going to change, but the things we can control, like public building, or buildings that were once publicly owned that could be community-owned again, that seems like a oh, good sort of antidote, anecdote, anecdote, well, antidote to that stuff. Yeah, All no, right. that'd be great. All right. I just hope they can uh, purchase it and convert it into a community center. Right on. All right, thanks for coming up to talk to you. Okay. Appreciate it. Thank you. Right. Now, how about, how about the woman whose five brothers went to Parkland School? Yeah. Ruth? Come, just, just, Ruth, come, yeah, come on up. You, 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 were, you were very chatty. Before the microphones came on, you were very chatty. You can't, just, you can't just be all chatty and then stop. You have, it's like, you know, like the frog on the Warner Brothers cartoon. You have to be able to actually. So what's your connection? What's your connection? So you went to Parkland School. Well, I only went to kindergarten at, public, at Parkland School, okay. and I'm still mad about it. Okay. Mad? Why? Why are you mad? Well, they built a Brookdale school, and oh. I was in the first, first grade there. Okay. I lived actually on campus at PLU because my father was a professor. I remember. We, I talked to you at one of these meetings a year yeah. or two ago. We had a long chat about your father being a professor. And yeah, yeah. somehow they decided that that qualified me for Brookdale, but when we moved the house off campus, 
we moved back into the Parkland district, and my brother went back in sixth grade and went to Parkland school again. I have four older brothers that that grad, that went there from 1947 until whenever. Okay. And and um, uh, Parkland, Midland, Central Avenue, and Collins were all independent grade schools. And when you graduated from Parkland or any of them at eighth grade, then you went to a high school somewhere else in Puyallup or okay. Lincoln High School or something. And the four of those were brought together to make the Franklin Pierce School District. Ah, okay. And my oldest brother was in the first graduating class from Franklin Pierce when they made the district. Wow. Anyway, um, I just, Parkland School and PLU and Trinity were just kind of the institutions of beautiful downtown Parkland. <laughs> and, and like I say, I'm still mad that I only got that one year. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe you could do once it's restored and it's a community center, maybe you'll be able to sort of relive first grade or some, some way to make oh, up yeah. for missing first grade. Not oh, relive yeah. it, you know. All right, um, Ruth, thanks for joining us on the show. I want to get Phil up to say if, just a few words to remind people about the deadline and the website and all that everything, all those addresses and everything. Then I'll say a few closing words and we'll turn it over to uh, the band here in a moment. But Again, the deadline and the web address and how people can support this uh, Saving Parkland School. Yes, January 31st, this Wednesday, we need to be able to show that we can deposit $500,000 and PLU will reduce the price by $350,000 and that means we will be able to occupy the building. That's great, that's great. And where do people go? Where do people go to get the money? How do, how do they, what do they do? Go to www.saveparkland.com parklandschool.org. All right. Thank you very much. Now, I want to thank everybody for coming out to see the show tonight. You've been a wonderful audience. I want to thank uh, Wendy Freeman. That was Phil Edlin. Edlund we heard from a moment ago. Um, we heard from James Hester, Nick Bierman from Save the Ryan House in Sumner, Tono, Tono's, correct? I, yeah, Tono Sablon, uh, Gunnar Johnson. I want to thank Mitch Etter, who's back at the studio in Seattle at Space 101.1 FM, uh, running the mixing board and letting me do this live remote show and being able to make this whole thing come together. So thanks to Mitch for doing that. Thanks for the whole gang back at Space 101.1 FM. Um, it's a terrific radio station. Stay tuned. Jay's Radio Hour is coming on in just a couple of minutes. Um, we're going to have uh, Elizabeth Johnson and Tim Hatch join us and take us out on a song here. I'm Felix Bennell. This has been a live broadcast of Cascade of History, live from Trinity Lutheran Church in beautiful downtown Parkland, Washington, just a block away from the beautiful Parkland School, which I, if anybody can save a school for their community, you guys are the people who can do it. But yeah. They need, the, they need your money, though, so definitely go to that website. Go to the Cascade of History Facebook page for more information if you want to find out how to support before this big deadline coming up on January 31st. All right, thanks, everybody, for coming out, and let's hand it back over to Murder Crows. Thank you. Hey, uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that uh, Elizabeth and I met at the Bullseye, which is right down, which was right down the street uh, many, many years ago. Yeah, my dad was a local musician, and... Uh, Played lots of music around here for everyone, so I'm super excited to keep on that tradition. This next song is called Emmy Lou. It's about Emmy Lou Harris. Yeah. Bless them with your patience. 
I've been there before, I've held up the door for every stranger with a promise. But I'm holding back, that's the strength that I lack. Every morning keeps returning at my window. And it brings me to you, and I won't just pass through when I'm not asking for a storm. I'll be your Emmy Lou and I'll be your June if you'll be my Graham and my Johnny too. No, I'm not asking much of you. Just sing, little darling, sing with me. And yes, I might have lied to you, but you wouldn't benefit from knowing of the truth. I was frightened, but I held fast. I need you now at long last. I'll be your Remy Lou and I'll be your June if you'll be my Graham and my Johnny too. I know I'm not asking much of you just sing little darling sing with me i'll be your Emmy Lou and i'll be your june if you'll be my graham my johnny too no i'm not asking much of you just sing little darling sing with me just sing little darling sing with me Thank you so much. All right. You guys, guys want to hear one, one more? One more, one more right. tune? <laughs> so my dad did a tribute to Johnny Cash, so we're going to finish it off with Jackson. Sing along All if right. you know it. Here we go. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. We got married in a fever. Hotter than a pepper sprout. We've been talking about Jackson ever since the fire went out. Oh, we're going to Jackson. I'm going to mess around. Yeah, I'm going to Jackson. Look out, Jackson Town. Well, go ahead and go on to Jackson. Go ahead and make your help. Go play your hand, you big talking man. Make a big fool of yourself. Yeah, go to Jackson. Go comb your hair. Honey, I'm a snowball, Jackson. See if I care. When I breeze into that city, people gonna stoop and bow. All them women gonna make me teach them what they don't know how I'm going to Jackson. You turn loose of my coat. Yeah, I'm going to Jackson. Goodbye, that's all she wrote. Well, they laugh at you in Jackson. I'll be dancing on a pony kick. They'll lead you round town like a scalded hound with your tail tucked between your legs. Yeah, go to Jackson, you big talking man. I'll be waiting in Jackson behind my J-Pan fan. Well, now we got married in a fever, hotter than a pepper sprout. We've been talking about Jackson ever since the fire went out. Oh, we're going to Jackson. 
And that's a fact. Yeah, we're going to Jackson. They're never coming back. Ooh, now we got married in a fever. Hotter than a pepper's flower. We've been talking about Jackson ever since the fire went out. Oh, we're going to Jackson. And that's a fact. Yeah, we're going to Jackson. Ain't never coming back. Thank y'all. Thank you. Say Paris too. Yeehaw. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for coming out tonight, and uh, let's uh, save Parkland School. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. That sound means the steamer Columbia has reached the end of another thrilling voyage around the Pacific Northwest. Be careful as you go ashore. Watch it, watch it. That's a slippery spot there. Oh, I'll bet that hurt. When that whistle blows once again, be sure to meet us at the landing and be ready to climb aboard a little more carefully next time for Cascade of History. Cascade of History is produced in Seattle by Felix Bonnell.